driven, ambitious, and love all things marketing? I'm Emma. I've dabbled in all marketing channels in my career. And my passion? Providing my team with the tools to be the superstars. So, I'm making a podcast to share everything I've learned along the way, from my bachelor's internships to early career in marketing to becoming head of international marketing by age 29. Plus, everything I wish my 20-year-old self had known. So pour yourself a cup of coffee, get your snacks ready to go, and let's do this. Hello, welcome back. Hopefully no one's listening to this one and we've just skipped past my worst moments of marketing (laughs) and everyone's just going to listen to the one that I previously said that's best. But I did not think it was fair to not give you some of my worser days, is that a word? More worse? days in marketing because they happen to everybody and these are the things that you're not going to see people shout about on social they're definitely probably not going to appear on LinkedIn unless somebody's doing one of those posts like oh the things people never talk about well I'm going to do it today be that girl and talk to you about some of the things that have happened to me which might not have been my golden hour and let's just hope that nobody is listening I'm going to do this in two parts. I'm going to kick off with some bad moments that happen to everybody in marketing to know that you are not alone. These happen to everybody. They've happened more than once to me, which I would not like to admit. And then I'm going to finish off with some specific ones with specific examples and we're going to relive them together. So starting with things that happen to everybody, website crashes, more specifically website crashes on launch day. If you are a product-based business, I have been there. I've even had a website crash on Black Friday once, which is like the worst of the worst. Luckily, it was only for about 10 to 20 minutes, but these things do happen. They happen to everybody. Basically, my advice on this one is when a website crashes, you are all over as a team. So first of all, making sure that you know that there's a website crash. Don't just launch and abandon. As soon as you've launched something, you need to be checking, is everything working? Is it clicking through? Do you have a troubleshoot team, an IT team or somebody, your development team on standby that are there to pick up these things? We learn along the way to pre-warn people. So when we know there's going to be high traffic volumes, obviously Black Friday is a no-brainer. But if you were having like other launches throughout the year, making sure that you've got a team on standby and then it whilst they're working on it, making sure your social team or your customer service team are updating people. So putting something out on social, we're working on it, etc, etc. Just so that you've got that two-way communication so that they know that you are on it, you're dealing with it, but these things happen. You've just got to deal with it as a team, take a deep breath and make sure that you put in as much control as you can, but they happen. They happen across every single website hosting platform that I've ever used. The next one, URLs that are wrong. And to go a step further, URLs that are wrong that have been in ad sets, on paid social, on Google, on websites, on emails, they happen to the best of us. All I can say is double check everything. When you're doing new URLs, make sure you've got redirects in place. If you have got redirects in place, but you also are tagging your URLs with specific UTM codes, does your redirect work on those? Because I've had it before where we changed the URLs, but we changed the redirects, but then we didn't check that it the redirect worked with the UTM tracking link and it didn't and I had ad sets live for two weeks with a URL that didn't work 
gosh, I sound like an absolute terrible marketer and I'm only two in, but they, it happens to everyone, but just test, test, test. Also, I always get somebody else to test the URLs as well. So whoever is like your, if you have an email, like a CRM exec or social exec or paid exec, make sure that they're not the only ones checking all of the URLs. Make sure you have somebody else in the team that's your designated checker. And they can also just make sure that nobody's missed anything. Check it every time. Something else that equals a bad day is when you have crazy deadlines. Now, I am a planner like the rest of them, but these things happen, especially with marketing, especially with reactive marketing. Something could have happened in the press that is really down your alley and you want to align with. Something could have moved. Anything could happen and you might have a crazy deadline. I have had the most craziest of deadlines. And you know, the worst thing about a crazy deadline is telling your team that you've got a crazy deadline. I am a people pleaser at heart. And so going to be like, uh, yeah, we actually have to turn this around now. And we thought we had a week, but we've got 48 hours and it has to go live and all of these things have to happen. You just have to deal with it. You have to take it in your stride. You have to think, okay, what can I do as a team reward after we've hit these deadlines? Do I buy everybody a bottle of Prosecco? Do we get an hour? Do we finish a couple hours early on a Friday? Sort of what is it that I can give back when we get these crazy deadlines? Because they happen and you've just got to be the center of calm and make sure that everybody knows what they're doing, but also be the bearer of bad news, which I hate to be the bearer of bad news. Another thing that happens to us all, I hope it happens to us all anyway, is going to have to tell a designer that they need to go and redo 50 ads that they've done because we have changed the direction and didn't get sign off. Oh, I can't not tell you how many times this happened, especially in my early career when I was like, oh, I don't want to go into the designer. And we sit in the same office and I have to go over and be like, I'm really sorry, that work you need to redo. So I definitely learned along the years when you're briefing things into designers, try and get as much of the copying concept signed off before they go into artworking stage or just get them to do one ad, get that one ad signed off and then for them to do the other sizes and other dimensions and other assets after you know it's been signed off. That was a lesson I learned very, very early on and it saves you time, it saves them time, it saves a lot of back and forth and it saves them getting angry because they have to redo all of the ads that they've just done. Another one, I've spoken about this in a very early episode on email marketing, is spelling mistakes. Print is worse than digital, but I've done both, or my team has done both, and as a marketing manager, you are responsible. We once had, I think, 500 flyers printed and our brand name was spelled wrong. (laughs) And it was like the day before an event as well, so that was fantastic. It's also happened to me in an email subject line, one of my very first emails that I sent to a new job had the wrong spelling in the subject line of a very, very simple word. Again, it's very similar to URLs, get people checking it. The biggest thing that I find with spelling mistakes is it happens on things like your brand name or if you've got a slogan because you're so used to writing them and typing them that when you're proofreading things, you skip over those words because you're like, oh, I know that word. I know it's going to be fine. So they're actually the places where you need to be double checking more than the words that you might be like, that will that will be where the mistakes happen because it's not. And my final one before I go into ones that are specific to me is people are not going to like your ideas all of the time. You're in marketing, you have to come up with campaign ideas, launch ideas, 
it's a continual cycle of pitching and some things land, some things don't land. And I have not very thick skin at all, but you have to learn to get thick skin because you are going to be always thinking, how about this? How about this? You need to be testing, you need to be learning. And testing and learning also means putting out your ideas as a test to see if they land with senior execs or your client or whoever it might be. And so you have to be brave enough to put them forward whilst knowing that they might be not accepted and people might not see your vision like you see it and that's okay I used to have such bad days like used to crush me if somebody didn't like my campaign idea or a big big launch that that I thought would be really cool and you just sort of learn to be like okay no problem take the feedback back what did they like what did they not like and you need to go back and and keep reiterating until it's something that they do like and it's something that you just can't take personally you don't want it to negatively affect you wanting to put out more ideas because you're in the business of being creative and coming up with new ideas and that's where the best campaigns come from so please don't put let that put you off but my advice is go and get a chocolate milkshake from mcdonald's have a deep breath watch some trust tv and then start again <laughs> okay Let's go on to ones that are specific to me. Oh, God. I mean, those are all specific to me, but they've happened <laughs> throughout the years and everybody it happens to everybody, so you're not alone. These ones are a bit more niche. So the first one, this happened very early on in my career and it is why I absolutely hate social media community management to this day. So that basically means, community management basically means where you are responding to comments or you're responding to the public on something that they've messaged you either directly through a direct message on on social or if they've commented and you need to be responding to them. I, I hate it because I'm not good on the spot of these things. Anyway, one of my first roles, I was doing the Twitter and it was an econ business. To give you some context, so I'd spent four years in America, I then spent a year in Australia and then I went into this role. So bear that in mind because it's important for the story. So this person messages and says, my package has said it's been delivered and it's not been delivered, where is it? So I look in the back end and it says it's been delivered in my brain. I'm thinking of an American setup, okay? So the American setup for how they get their post or their mail is they go out of their house, they go down their driveway and they go to their mailbox. That's what I was picturing when I replied to this person. So I responded back saying, have you checked your mailbox? Thinking, it says it's been delivered to go outside and check your mailbox because it's there. And they were in England, which means that they don't have a mailbox. And I was basically telling him to go and check his front door. And he did not like that at all. He sent like, he sent back a really like horrible message being like, do you think I'm an effing idiot? Of course I've checked my front door. My mailbox is my letterbox. And I was like, oh my gosh. And like my team found it really funny because it was just a genuine mistake. And I really like really made this man mad. And like he thought I was trying to be condescending and I wasn't, I just had the wrong like brain on at the time. <laughs> and I was so, so upset because that was like the biggest first mistake that I made in my career. And it doesn't seem that big to anybody else, but I was so mortified. I've upset this customer. I literally thought I was going to get fired. Genuinely, I thought I was going to get fired because it was around the time where there was a lot of 
media around, especially interns in the US on Twitter, just writing crazy things, putting silly emojis on things and getting fired because, but they were like really bad. Whereas I was like, oh my gosh, I've made someone upset. I'm going to get fired. Luckily I didn't get fired. They saw the fun in it, but I was just so mortified that I'd upset this person when I was genuinely trying to help. And so ever since then, like eight years later I don't want to do community management because I'm like oh I don't want to get it wrong and I'm also like just not funny and I think that good community management people are like generally funny and engaging uh so yeah hated that okay the next one so this was when I worked in cricket so imagine cricket you've got maybe just as an example 12 home games for the year say so those 12 home games are your entire focus for the year so everything you do you live and breathe up to those 12 days so everything from your marketing to your ticket sales to your match day experience literally you're entire you can't book holidays you can't book anything around these days these are like the pinnacle of your years in the depths of winter you're thinking but we've got these 12 match days we're going to sell out we're going to send all these tickets we're going to have live singers we're going to have live bands we're going to put experiences on we're going to do this fan engagement that fan engagement then when the cricket finishes we're going to make sure that everybody has fireworks etc you get my drift so oh and obviously those 12 games that you have all of the tickets go towards your match day ticket sales at the end of the year and that's what you're judged on so year on year it's like how much more revenue did you sell how many more tickets did you sell etc etc and obviously if you don't sell out the games in advance you hope on the day that you're going to have a lot of walk-up tickets to get that extra revenue and get those extra seats and that happened a lot especially with t20 where it wasn't sell out games it wasn't england and so we were set like very much relied a lot on walk-ins of the day walk-ins walk-ups god it's been so long since i've worked in cricket i can't remember what they're called so it was my second match day, running around like crazy, and it rained. It rained. It rained the whole day. It was cancelled. The whole thing that I'd worked a year on was cancelled. And that season, I think we had three completely rained off games. And yes, I can't control it. I can't do anything about it. But it is so demotivating when you've worked so hard for this day. And then all you can do is go and get a chocolate milkshake from McDonald's and drive home and watch reality TV because all your work has gone down the drain. And it and they don't get rescheduled either, so that's the thing. Because it's group games and it wasn't like a semi-final or a quarter-final, etc. They just don't get played again. So it's not like you're like, oh, yeah, but Emma, can we play the next day? Unless it was something that was something final, it doesn't get played, it just gets written off stricken off the record and it was like no I had three really cool things planned and we didn't get the extra revenue and people didn't have the match experience and that matters for long term as well so yes like take myself out of the immediate pain and I'm like oh we can't put on this amazing thing it then does affect your next year because those people didn't come so they didn't recommend you to their friends and they're probably not going to repurchase and so you've lost that cheaper cost per acquisition because they're not coming back so it does have a knock-on effect from a longer term point of view so super frustrating and I was yeah ugh, so annoying okay another one that's happened to me is doing a whole massive campaign launch plan for this product we were working with a massive retailer in the UK and I put together basically two months worth of big joint campaign plans was really really happy with it thought it was awesome and then two weeks before launch they said no to the whole plans the whole plans 
the whole plans. And I had no backup. We'd been working on all of the creative, all of the assets, all of the campaigns, getting the ads ready, literally everything. And two weeks before, all down the drain. Three months worth of work down the drain. And we had to th- like literally think on our feet of how we were going to rescue the launch. We did rescue the launch and it was a happy ending in the end. But I just remember getting the information and again this is the thing about being a marketing manager head of marketing you get the news and then you have to break it to your whole team and again people please over here did not want to break it to everybody and then I had to rally and think what can we do but we saved it but oh I still remember being like no okay the next thing that happened to me was not enough help so this happened when I put on an event for a we had like a membership and it was a junior membership and we were putting on a Christmas party to be like yeah fun woo end of year Christmas party and I did not anticipate how many people would turn up to this event my marketing did better than I expected and I was expecting about 20 junior members we had over 50 junior members and of course all of their parents as well and it was literally me trying to navigate how am I going to get them to get all of their food okay how am I going to put on the quiz how am I going to play the music how am I going to keep them entertained how am I going to be in all these places at once how am I going to make sure everybody's okay and it was literally just me and my own and it was that time the week before Christmas where everybody takes the time off work so like none of the team was in I was literally on my own and I was like I'm gonna cry and I was like I can't cry there's like 50 parents looking at me expecting me to do something so I luckily called the office and like one random person was like a straggler and I was like please come and help me I'm on my own so I think that was a good lesson in never underestimate your marketing capabilities because and also get people to RSVP because I just expected not that many people to come and so I hadn't planned for it but who knew marketing actually works sometimes (laughs) another one was when I quit one of my jobs I remember it to this day I had to go and tell my manager I was literally leaving the city so it was like I really couldn't stay and he honestly looked like he was about to cry and I hated it. And even though I was doing it for good reasons for me, I really felt like I was letting him down and that was I was just an awful, awful experience. And luckily, touch wood, so far nobody has quit my team, so I've never actually experienced anybody quitting. So goodness knows when that day comes, I'm gonna I'll probably cry. But what it taught me and being on the other end of it is when somebody quits, I always want them to be like positive towards them, be like, I'm so pleased for you. Like, what's your experience? What what are you going to, you know, because it's horrible for the person as well. So put yourself in their shoes when they're quitting because it was awful. And I felt so bad. I felt like I was letting him down and I really looked up to him and yeah, just ugh, horrible day. Similarly to this was when I told my team I was leaving a role. That was horrible. You just get so close as marketing teams over the years that you really work so well together and then having to leave was just horrible. But happens for a reason. Oh, another one was when we did a pop-up shop in London. So we had three days where we built this huge, amazing pop-up shop. It was incredible, actually. It was over the weekend. So it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. On the Saturday morning, in one of the rooms, we had like liquid in like, it looked like slushy machines and they had like bubbles in and it was lit up. It looked really cool. So cool, in fact, that it broke. There was water leaking everywhere, water leaking on all of the like electric appliances. And our technician was in Birmingham and we were in London. 
So we had to wait for the technician to drive down from Birmingham to London to like patch this thing up. Oh my gosh, the stress. And we thought we couldn't open because we had it. We managed to like hold it until the technician came, but there could have been like, if it had broken fully, there would have been water over all of the products, all of the electrics, we would have had to shut. And it was only a three day pop-up event that cost a fortune. So we could not have done that. Another one was a bad day. I'm nearly the end of my bad days, I think, I hope, was when I worked doing exhibitions. So exhibitions are where you, generally it's B2B, where you go places like the NEC, where you go places like Excel in London and you sort of put up a little pop-up mini stand. You can go big, you can go small, some people go massive, some people go little of your brand and then people come over the weekend and you can do B2B or B2C or did both. But every time of these, the most stressful thing for me was the health and safety risk assessments because I was the lead event manager and so it was my job to get the health and safety risk assessments. But it was awful because you have to get so much information. You can't process the booking until you've got that and we had this stand and it was going to be like 40 50k and we didn't have a health and safety risk assessment everybody was looking for me and yeah just horrendous and we got it through like within the last hour people were asking me to write the risk assessment I was like I'm not health and safety drained I'm just the event manager and I I was yeah Luckily, we had somebody that came in and rescued it. But I remember being like, oh, cool. The whole company is waiting for this really cool, amazing thing. And we don't have a risk assessment, so we can't do it. And everyone's asking me for answers. Okay, and I have a final one. <laughs> I have a final one that I'm going to finish on. So it was the week before we were going to do a pop-up shop, a Black Friday, and we were going to do a product launch. Can you imagine how many moving parts there were to get all of that done? Like, so many. The team was so stretched. We were organising things last minute. This was when we still worked in the office and it was in the winter. Obviously, it's Black Friday, so it's November. So picture this, the office is like dark outside. It's four o'clock. Everybody is like working so, so hard. I was doing health and safety risk assessments. I was doing all sorts of things, getting the flooring sorted, getting the last minute flyers printed, getting last minute sampling done, booking influencers, you name it. Like everybody was doing everything. Sat there with my team. I was in the corner and to get to the door, the whole office is like in front of me. So every single person, I had to walk past every single person if I was going to get up. And do you know what I did? As the lead marketing manager, I threw coffee all over my laptop. All over it. It broke. My laptop literally broke. <laughs> and I had to, I didn't know what to do literally didn't know what to do because it broke and I was like oh my gosh I have to go and tell head of ops so head of ops was downstairs so I had to take my laptop walk through the office where everybody's manic trying to do loads of things everybody's on their laptops I can't be on my laptop because I've just broken it and I had to walk all the way downstairs and I had to tell the head of ops that I had spilled coffee and I was so stressed that I didn't even get the words out I just walked up to him <laughs> Get like ha- like put my laptop in my hands and just cried. <laughs> I did. I just cried. I just cried because I didn't know what to do. Because I was thinking. Also, I was thinking through my head. First of all, no one's gonna be able to get me a backup laptop in time. Second of all, what hasn't saved? Because I was notorious for saving things to my desktop, not the shared drive. I lost so much work that day. I lost basically all of my marketing plans for the last six months. I'd done. I'd lost like presentations that I'd presented to the board marketing budgets because I saved them all to my desktop so that was a very very big lesson in making sure one 
don't have coffee so close to your computer and two save everything to the shared drive because that was awful i had to basically get a spare laptop that had nothing on it that i lost tons of work as tons of work for the event but then also just like backlogged of work so that was a very bad day i needed two chocolate milkshakes that day to get through that and that's not even the, that's not even the only computer that i broke so i could probably go on but this is getting long now and also, if anybody ever listens to this and never going to want to hire me as a marketer ever again, because I'm just going to think that I do terrible, <laughs> terrible days. So please go listen to the best one if you've not listened to that one and you've only listened to this one. Also, just to say that I am going to be doing weekly podcasts from now up until Christmas, where we'll finish season three at the end of Christmas and have a bit of a break within the new year. But hopefully people are liking them. I'm seeing my numbers really healthy. And so I want to give you guys an episode a week because my favourite podcasts come out every week. And so I really want to give you that so that you can look forward to them hopefully every Tuesday. So with that said, I will speak to you next Tuesday. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to my Marketing Nuggets podcast. I've been your host, Emma, and I will catch you next time. Bye for now.